Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. What, what song should we sing today? I don't know. I don't know. I usually have a song. Or I know. Like, or I some know. kind of sound effect. Well, it's like it's officially December now, so it could be like a Christmas song. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was the first one. <laughs> no, that was mind. perfect. And not Mariah Carey. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we were listening to um, Christmas music yesterday when we were cooking, me and Luke. He put on Christmas music and then like the mariah carey all i want for christmas is you came on which is like it's a classic christmas song of it course is. but he was like giving the fingers the phone like he was just like, like enough <laughs> he's like i like the song but i fucking hate you <laughs> oh he's not a mariah carey fan <laughs> he just thinks she's like a like the like biggest diva in the world which he's not wrong like i, I don't think he's wrong he read something a while ago that said that um she hasn't like tied her own shoelaces in like 10 years or something see that and he was just level. like you're messed up like <laughs> that's not normal like that's that's yeah. not yeah like it's one thing to be like super rich and famous and like be like a little bit of a diva where it's like oh i can't have my food touching on the same plate but like sure yeah but like another to be like wipe my ass for me yeah like she I'm probably fully doesn't even wipe her own ass well i'm sure she doesn't i feel like she would probably be the one to push those boundaries and be like you know what what can i get people to do for me yeah clip my toenails (laughs) well i guess i would get someone to do that that's like a pedicure yeah here i am like those fucking peasants (laughs) it's like a normal thing meanwhile i'm over here like clipping my own toenails like a poor person (laughs) i said to him i was like i miss like the early 2000s when it was like when it was a more acceptable to like like mariah carey like i like her yeah. music but like yeah i feel like she's just now she's almost like a character yeah it's, she's not a you real know what person saying? like she just does a fictional character yeah yeah like she's yeah. just like so i don't know yeah extra very extra yeah i did say to luke though i mean i love christmas music it gets me obviously me in the christmas mood but gets, i was like, yeah it gets me in the mood <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the holly jolly mood <laughs> in the holiday mood yeah get your mind out of the gutter I, that's why i said the holly jolly mood uh-huh <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I heard tones i said to him i was like i especially love christmas music now that i don't work at the mall anymore oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's a newfound love Ooh, yeah that was a yeah. hard relationship although i was never someone who like hated it i did hate it when we worked at um Danye together uh-huh there was like one specific playlist that they'd play in the yes. afternoon and the afternoon only for whatever reason like the morning christmas playlist was totally fine but then come afternoon it was like all of like the holiday music from like glee and like other mm-hmm. stuff where it was just like remakes of remakes of remakes yeah, there was always one like taylor swift christmas song one oh. ariana grande christmas song the ariana grande one yep. was the one that i fucking hated and That's then it. there was a justin bieber one mm-hmm. and then there was like something else and it was like just four songs on loop all day yeah. and i'm like I and, and mm-hmm. during that time, I mean, I would I would enjoy Christmas music. I'd put it on at my parents' house and stuff, and we yeah. would listen to it. But like, just there's so so much out there. Like, why does it need to just be like four songs on loop? No, that's that's what would piss me. It off. doesn't. 
So I would get angry about that because I'd be like, turn off the music. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't do it. My ears are bleeding. <laughs> um, but no, I don't hate Christmas music. I hated the lack of variety that yeah. they would play. Oh, I love me some Christmas variety. Because if you're shopping for like an hour or whatever, then you're like, oh yeah, I heard that playlist one through. It's like when you work there for nine hours. It's mental torture. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're really true. testing our... <laughs> our boundaries, our, our limits. Our, yeah. Just our ability to not have a... F- yeah christmas breakdown oh well i still had those (laughs) those were unavoidable they still are unavoidable yeah honestly the mall at christmas time is a dangerous place it is it is i avoid it at all costs now (laughs) like i don't think i've been back i just did all my christmas shopping online yeah for the most part i do that i've done that the last couple of years now it's just easier and you don't have to talk to anybody yeah that's true. That's and the biggest thing is I don't like talking to people. No, and like I, I don't mind talking to sales associates in the mall or whatever. It's just the mall at like, Christmas time is chaos. Different. It's utter chaos. It's terrible. Don't go to the mall, guys. Shop local, shop small, shop online. <laughs> Do anything to not go to the mall. Bring down We're gonna get sued by like all of the malls. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's yeah. true. Last year we just avoided Christmas altogether. Me and Drew, I don't think we bought a single present last year. And this year we were like, can we get away with it again? Because like last year there was like the pandemic, right? Well, like to be honest, like, yeah, the presents and stuff like that's whatever. But like Christmas is like, it's so much more than that. Right? Yeah. Like it's like decorating and yeah. listening to music it's, and making it is, Christmas it really cookies is so much more. and drinking yeah. hot chocolate. Well, we still did all of that stuff. We just, skipped, I mean. we just like, skipped the very headachey parts of Christmas. Yeah. No presents. We didn't like see anybody. We just like. great to me. I, I mean, it was still stressful, <laughs> but like, yeah, it was great. Like we didn't. It was good. It was good. Save, save money yeah absolutely yeah i know christmas does get expensive it has gotten less expensive for me yeah. during covid because i feel like yeah I, I feel like i was always that person where i would be like okay i'm gonna buy presents for like my immediate family of course or whatever but yeah. then you have to like get something like, for like someone who invites you over like you have to get like yeah or like friends that you co-workers. feel like you know are gonna get you something and you're like oh gosh okay sh- I, I should get them something too and is then- this your way of saying you're not getting me a present this year <laughs> we don't get each other presents do we no, we usually do Secret Santa. I don't think we did. Yeah, it we last do Secret year. Santa, and that's yeah. fine. I love a Secret Santa. Yeah, you're like, a, that's fine. I guess I can. In a friend group, it's <laughs> yeah. nice that you don't have to buy like five presents. It's true. Right? The one but... year that we did try to do everybody, that was brutal. Yeah. Do you remember that? It yeah. was like five or six years ago. It just, uh, I think I blocked it out of my memory. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> like sometimes remember. it like comes forward in like a screaming nightmare, but like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I remember it's, that it's year. A lot. We were, like, but then sometimes I'd be like, oh, but like I want to get like a little something for like this coworker or something. Yeah. Or and all those extra like things that just crop up like in COVID, it's you true. just, the, none of that. There was none of that. No. It's just like my family and my partner. That's it and and i don't even think his family and like that's it but like yeah 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 i don't know (laughs) it's true covid's made the holidays harder in some ways and easier in others it's true yeah it's true less busy let's put it that way i think so yeah i I think think that's good i think this holiday will be different though like i think that there will i think it will be a little busier yeah, I think for most people it might be unless, you know, the Omicron 47,000 oh million yeah, okay. takes everyone out. But <laughs> wipes everything out. <laughs> I mean, not that this is a joke. It's not like, a joke. It's just like we, Becky and I were just discussing this before the episode started where it's like, if you're oh, going to have a lockdown, just let's do it now. Let's get it out of the way. Just get it over with. Let's just let's, let's lock down. Fuck it. <laughs> like, yeah, but now this year I think we're, I think like Drew and I are still going to have a pretty stress-free Christmas, I think. 
we say that now I so <laughs> but like i feel like i say that every year where i'm like it's no gonna, i'm not gonna spend this much money it's not gonna be this stressful i'm not gonna yeah. have pl- things planned every yeah. single day or whatever again like before covid and then every holiday season would come around and i'm like running around like a chicken with my head cut yeah. off just like <laughs> candy canes flying everywhere yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> sugar cookies flying out my pocket <laughs> yeah trail of crumbs <laughs> behind me oh my god uh yeah all right all right i think that's enough christmas time. i love christmas i know i love it <laughs> i love it when i'm like at home alone in my pajamas <laughs> yeah watching christmas <laughs> movies watching the snowfall that you don't have to go out and walk in or yeah. drive in right yeah <laughs> oh god all right some fun things we've got coming up we've got a bonus episode i think we mentioned it last time planned for you know the holidays mm-hmm. but uh, we don't know i don't think we know what date we're gonna release it yet no we don't know yet we'll talk about that later. we don't know what we're doing i never know what i'm doing <laughs> so that yeah that'll be coming out sometime this month mm-hmm. and that will be our all holiday gift to everybody to everybody yes of all holidays mm-hmm. we're inclusive mm-hmm. <laughs> um we have some more good news we have a new patron oh yeah so huge huge welcome and huge huge thank you to justin ware um, also, I want to give him an extra special thank you. I already messaged and like gave him this extra thank you personally, but I, I just need this to go publicly because everyone needs to know that this is just awesome. He knows us so damn well that he literally spelt out his last name phonetically for us. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. He, Merry Christmas to us. I know. <laughs> he, he was probably like, I'm going to spell this out phonetically because one of them is going to butcher it and it's and it's like a pretty simple spelling but it's funny because when i did first read it i thought i'm gonna pronounce it weir because uh, i was like it's, it's got to be one of those you know yeah so i'm i'm thank well, thank you. you justin thank you for you know allowing me to save one one shred of embarrassment for myself today and welcome thank yes, you welcome we appreciate welcome you to our little cult yeah Thank you for being a, yeah. an evil minion. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate and you. Also, too, like when we say this is a cult, we're joking, but it's also a cult. You're fucking in it. <laughs> I'm giving Becky the eyes right the now. The eyes. <laughs> oh, it's a joke. Wink. Wink. <laughs> um, I have some grape Kool Aid downstairs. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> <laughs> I made a apple and prune pie for you. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, my favorite. Oh. Um, oh. I just wrote this in here as like a brief little like let's let's chat about this really quickly. Um, I last week I just made the gross mouth noise. Drew's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Whatever you can deal with it. Uh, last week I had said how Drew changed the intro and outro, right? Mm-hmm. He did, but when he was editing the following episode, he decided to go another route, and I think it's kind of cool. So I don't know if you ever did go back and listen to what the change was. Well, I texted you about the the ending of the one episode that I was listening to. Oh yeah. Where, oh yes, yes, it, we did talk about this. Yeah. My memory's just been Has he changed it again? Yeah. So, it was the laugh, which I fucking loved. I I, I did like it. I loved it. Especially when I found out it was my laugh. It's your laugh. He just like <laughs> tweaked it so that it sounded like creepy. Super evil. And yeah, evil. I love and it. It was even funnier listening to him in the process of making it because it went from like Whoa, to like <laughs> it was like all these like different ranges and he was like listen to all these different variations and I was like why don't you just go marry her? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um but what he's been doing now is he's been like editing the episode 
finding something that he likes from the episode, taking like that sound or like that like phrase that we say and putting it in at like the end of the song. Ooh, I like that. I know. So the last one he did, like it was the bow, chicka, bow. So it sounds all <laughs> creepy at the end. <laughs> Because he fucking clearly loves that. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. I know. So we got to say something cool every episode now for him to, like, turn it into, like, a fun part of the intro. I know. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. I know. But, like, realistically, like, oh, what the fuck? Okay, never mind. Sorry. (laughs) I think my sleeve was pressing buttons. It's just, like, (laughs) S-S-S-Z-Z-Z-X-X-X. Don't you love that? You're like, wait. It's like, oh, my God. It changed the language. I know vowels. I swear. I know how to type. But yes, I think that's pretty cool. That's super cool. I'm excited. I know. So like every intro and outro now is going to have like some cool like blurb. Well, keep an ear out, guys. I know. I know. You can hear it. Right? All right. Let's get into it. We're getting into it. We're going to get into it. So this week, I don't know why my arm just keeps going. I I know. I appreciate that. It's bad. And I like turned it into a head scratch. Okay. Moving on. This week, we're diving into the mind of Richard Chase. Richard's known for being deemed a vampire, a cannibal, and a necrophiliac. This one's a gnarly one for sure. So I guess this is like our blanket trigger warning if you don't do well with the more gory kind of crime. And also this is a trigger warning for me, but this case involves a lot of harm to animals. A lot. A lot of gore, a lot of yuck, a lot of grossness. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess like, yeah, he's called the vampire killer or whatever. So like... And it's not like Twilight. It's not No, it's not romantic. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I can imagine that there's going to be some gore involved. Lots. Yeah. So, yeah, if you don't do well with like the squeamish side of true crime, maybe this episode's not for you. Brace yourselves. Strap in. Put your diaper on. Do all of what you need to do. (laughs) Put your diaper on. Whatever you need to do to get yourself through it. So, Richard Chase was born on May 23rd, 1950 in Santa Clara County in California. He had somewhat of a rough upbringing. Um, He was brought up in a super strict household where he claims to have been beaten regularly and often by his father and mother. Um, He slowly, when getting into his teens, started drinking really regularly in his teens. Okay. Which, like, we hear that often in crime cases. Um yeah yeah we do it's like Dahmer and like things yeah. like that well i think it's like drinking heavily in your teens is not necessarily normal like to dabble in like drinking alcohol yeah. as a teen is which we all normal. Did. like yeah. everyone every friday night a beer we, or something or yeah every friday night we all got your... blackout drunk <laughs> what, like liquor cabinet yeah exactly yeah fill it back but up like, with water <laughs> but like to be like an alcoholic at like 15 is like pretty the, alarming probably one of the most unhealthy things one of you know, yeah there's lots you oh, i did the mouth thing <laughs> I know. It's hard. Once you do it once, you keep doing it. I know. And for for some reason, as disgusting as this is, I feel extra moist today. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I feel like I'm, like, salivating. Should I take a sip of water? Maybe. Maybe. Something? Do it's you need to take like, a drink? I think, I need to, I think it's because I didn't eat breakfast. I'm, like, I'm, like, thinking of food. So oh I'm just, like, gosh, yeah. what are we going to eat after? I had breakfast and I'm still thinking of food. <laughs> I think I'm just this always my thinking day. of food. <laughs> and we're going to eat so much food tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we're just in good moods today. 
Yeah, well, Becky and I are having a sleepover after this. Mm-hmm. So we're like, and we never get to have sleepovers. We're like two eight-year-old girls that are like, we're going to eat pizza and watch movies I tonight. I kept like saying to Drew like all week, I was just like, well, when Haley comes for our slumber party, like I kept calling it a slumber party and he was just like, okay, so I have to like sleep on the other side of the house, right? And I was just like, yeah, so we're going to have a slumber party. And then like this morning, I was just like, Oscar, Haley's coming for our slumber party. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get back into gore and crime. <laughs> and scene and back to my serious face all right sorry for all the gross mouth stuff that we just talked about okay it's about to get grosser so deal with it uh over time he did become an alcoholic in his teens um richard is like one of the serial killers who sort of meets that like textbook definition of meeting all of the signs of the mcdonald triad Mm -hmm. which i know we talked about in our psychopath versus sociopath episode um which you were not a part of. No. That was, that was Jade. <laughs> I listened to it, though. You did listen to it. And I think we talked about it afterwards. Yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over it a little bit again, just in case. So again, the McDonald triad is basically three traits or things that like essentially a child will do in their youth that will kind of act as like a quote unquote red flag for future issues, if you will. Um, I don't like saying that the McDonald triad is an absolute end all be all for determining serial killer tendencies. No. No. In children, because honestly, that's just like not true or fair to no, the child. I think a red flag is a good way of putting it. It's just like it's something where if all of these things happen or a couple of them are observed, like yeah. it, someone needs to be monitored, maybe. Exactly. But, yeah. um, it just happens to be like relatively common in children who do, in fact, grow up to be serial killers. But I want to be like as clear as possible if you're listening and your child does any or all three of these things it one gajillion percent does not mean that they're going to grow up to be a psychopath or a serial killer Mm -hmm. in fact i think we both know a lot of kids that growing up like they had all of these things Mm -hmm. and they're totally normal people like Yeah. yeah it's very possible absolutely yeah it's just so these are the traits number one is bedwetting Number two is fire starting. And number three is killing or mutilating animals. Mm -hmm. So, but I think like those three things need to be coupled with like trauma. Yeah. And this isn't like, again, like you said, this isn't written in stone. There's other things that a lot of people have observed over studying, studying serial killers too. Like the head trauma that we've talked about in childhood. Um, Things like obviously early childhood life in general too. It's a big sometimes not indicator but like it, it's a big influence it's a huge factor yeah so there's a many yeah. many other things too this is not the be all or end all no absolutely not but richard did demonstrate all of these three traits in his youth rather frequently but that was coupled with other issues in his life um which kind of think like aided in setting the tone for his you know behavior later on down the road Mm -hmm. um all of that coupled with being an alcoholic in his teens well before his brain and his body was finished developing and repetitive abuse from his parents also probably didn't help the situation no so i that's that's when i mean like it needs to be coupled with like other factors to be like of importance also yeah eh, whatever this is a later conversation (laughs) (laughs) just i could go on about it for like i know i know me too yeah (laughs) Uh, um richard i did it again i'm gonna like explode people's ears with like my gross mouth okay richard is noted as having quite a few girlfriends throughout his like high school career but none of these relationships lasted too long because apparently richard had erectile dysfunction 
and also apparently had an inability to become aroused. So I like he does, I'm about to get into it, but he does see like a psychiatrist about this. But I think like something that also got glossed over when talking to the psychiatrist was probably like his alcohol addiction. Yeah. I think that would probably play a very large role. Yeah. Like I don't think the psychiatrist was far off at all from their diagnosis of like what was going on with Richard, Mm -hmm. but like, I, it doesn't, they, the psychiatrist doesn't even talk about the fact that he was an alcoholic, which like, let's be serious. Whiskey dick's a real thing. Like, yeah, I was just about to say, I'm like, like <laughs> that's a thing. Like if he's a yeah. hardcore alcoholic in his teens before he's even like developed his like sexuality, it's like, yeah, of course like he's going to have difficulties. Connect like, those dots. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to be a scientist to figure that yeah, out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. right. Personal experience can tell Your me. Pers- <laughs> I think every woman listening was like, oh, yeah, he's an alcoholic. Or, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Like, yeah, like every... Anybody. No, any woman or man listening, like, whether yeah. you've experienced it from one Personally end or, or another. One or yeah, like it's just... It's not It's not anything to be ashamed of either. No, it oh my God, to, not at all. It, it doesn't happen to everyone. It no. happens to a lot of people, though. And yeah. there's like a scientific reason as to why. So yeah. the fact that it's, he's a teen alcoholic and yep. can't get it up. Like, normal. Yeah. Totally normal. That makes sense to me. <laughs> So Richard had met with a psychiatrist about this because obviously that's something that would affect your day to day if you're unable to maintain like a healthy relationship with people that you truly do like due to something like that. Like, yeah. And also too, like in your teens, you're going to be pretty self-conscious. Like, yeah. you know, I want, I want to bone my girlfriend, like, but I cannot. And it's like, I will lay off the booze and get your head right. Like might help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> might help. Might. <laughs> but I'm also not a psychiatrist, so. Also, my foot just cramped up, so it's, like, locked into position. It's really sore. That's the worst, though. Like, honestly, I was supposed to be like, stop the episode. Pause the recording. So I'll just suffer through the pain. It's fine. It's fine. The psychiatrist at the time had said that his erectile dysfunction and inability to become aroused was probably the result of either repressed rage or mental illness. Fair. Very fair. He's living in an abusive home. You know... Yeah, it's huge, hugely possible. So after this interaction, Richard didn't really seek out any other treatment regarding the possible mental illness that like the psychiatrist had like insinuated towards. Um, had he sought treatment, there's like a slim, slim chance that things could have gone differently for him. I don't know. But yeah. like, I do think that the like based on his later actions. Yeah. Had he sought treatment, things would have been different for him. But that's just me. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I'm going to say it now, spoiler alert, I think a lot of what happens is the result of, like, a serious mental health issue that, like, could have been resolved mm-hmm. quite easily with, like, medication and proper treatment. That's just me, though. That's yeah. just me. All right. Um, where am I here? Yeah. Some, some chance. Later on in life, it becomes determined by psychiatrists that Richard had an aversion to conventional sex. Sex. Yeah, I said sex. I said what I said. <laughs> sexy. Sexy. Um, you. I just. We're I don't, children. I, yeah. Oh, there's something I'm gonna say later that I couldn't even type without laughing, and it's at like a really gruesome part. But like, it's I'm so childish that like I couldn't type it. It's like a horrifying <laughs> part, but I was like, oh, no. these words strung together make <laughs> me laugh. Yeah. I might not even say it on here because I'll sound like an evil person. So I'll tell you after. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so it becomes determined by psychiatrists that he has an aversion to conventional sex. Um, <laughs> he was only able to achieve proper arousal through violent or disturbing acts like killing animals or necrophilia. Ugh. Yeah. So, yeah, he definitely has like a paraphilia type yeah. sexual desires. Mm-hmm. Which is also fine. Like you can have those in your life. It just needs to be well. Yeah, there monitored. are people. There are people who have deviant sexual preferences that again never become serial killers. Exactly. Um, you know, like where again, like some people have very weird fetishes and things like it's that. Or whatever. That it's just related to something. And of course, if it leads someone to do something illegal. Um, yeah. like with children or with animals yes. or something, that's completely wrong. That's different. But there are there are again, there's a whole spectrum of things that yeah. aren't illegal that are just deemed as like strange or unusual. Yeah, not possibly. normal. Yeah, but you can like engage in those things like in like a safe setting when done properly. Yes, like, there's certain communities that kind of cater to those fetishes so it's like i can't talk today that's okay i every every time it's my turn to go i'm always like i can't talk <laughs> we should do some like like warm-up exercises I know. before we start the tip of the tongue <laughs> <laughs> aren't you the speech language person i quit i'm out i'm leaving <laughs> i'm done i'm gonna cry okay <laughs> this is a bad day for me okay it's let's fine. move it's forward fine. you're good Rise it's above. my i don't know what's going on with my mouth i think i need to eat a sandwich or something. <laughs> becky's so hungry she's my slurring mouth is like her swelling <laughs> okay mm. okay so now richard is roughly in his like early adulthood adolescent years um he was at this time living with his mother the like research i found it was very vague between whether or not the parents were still together or not like whether they were living together or separately Mm -hmm. but there was communication between both of them but it kind of seemed like the mother lived alone i was a little confused everything i had read it was like they lived together they didn't live together they lived together so it's just like sometimes like when we read certain sources too they're only focusing on like the serial killer yeah and it doesn't accurately or in, in any depth cover the rest of it where exactly. it's like oh yeah yeah their parents were just there yeah but like, then it's well, like but also like i kind of need to know because this will help determine how i feel about the situation no like, i i agree but i think every detail is important i know but eh, unfortunately not everyone feels the same way no but that's okay yeah. so while living with his mother he started to over time accuse her of trying to kill him or poison his food i put in brackets maybe his mom was nanny Doss. <laughs> i was just gonna say did she make pies often <laughs> um but more likely she wasn't actually trying to kill him and that this was likely a delusion that he was experiencing in relation to an untreated mental uh, illness. Yeah. Considering a psychiatrist had already said that you likely have a mental illness that we need to treat and he never went back. Mm-hmm. So this obviously caused a lot of strain on their relationship and probably a lot of tension because you can't really just like casually accuse people of trying to poison you and then continue on with a healthy, stable relationship after. Like that's kind of awkward. Yeah, that's... If like on a daily Difficult. basis, you're like, you're fucking poisoning me it and change things. It's kind of like, well, I'm not, but like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it would be difficult to deal with, you know? So Richard had then moved out and moved into an apartment with some friends. Over time, obviously the roommates had begun to complain about his excessive abuse of alcohol, his overuse of marijuana, his overuse of acid. They, oh. Yes. 
they noted him as not really like respecting the shared spaces or caring when the roommates had company over. So <laughs> Richard would just come out and walk around naked and not really pay any attention to how this bothered his roommates. <laughs> So that the, sounds like someone who's tripping out on acid like would do like that yeah. sounds like something they would do but also <laughs> but, when i was like writing this i kind of thought of you and i was just like but also <laughs> <laughs> this at least is, i have a little bit give me give me some credit i have a little bit yeah. more social awareness you at least usually you do you usually <laughs> ask me before you're like can i just walk around nude please <laughs> and i it's usually very freeing i know but i usually say yes <laughs> i'm always yeah. like go for it <laughs> So the roommates had kind of teamed up and they were like, hey, you got to move out. Like, this isn't working for us. Your behavior sucks, et cetera, et cetera. And he was just like, nope, not moving out. So the roommates were like, okay, fine. We're leaving. You're on your own. Oh, gosh. You're really going to make this difficult for us, eh, Richard? Yeah. <laughs> you really can't just put on some goddamn underwear. Like, <laughs> so now Richard's all alone in his apartment, free to walk around naked, drop acid, and get drunk as fuck as he pleases. Kind of sounds fun. I mean, a little bit. Like, little let's bit. also, in context, he was born in 1950. So if he's like, what is he at, like, 20 at this point? Yeah, about. So this is like 1970. Yeah. So like, yeah, like, you don't want to be doing that all the time. But like, lots of people were dabbling with like acid or a dabbling uh, like, is fine. Uh, psychedelics and things like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Here and there is fine. But here, here and there. <laughs> every day. Nah. Long standing. Coupled with effects. like excessive yeah. alcohol and, and drug usage. Nah. Yeah. So, but instead of just, you know, doing it casually, he just kind of like, like doing that casually for the rest of the life, rest of his life. He just kind of like escalates from here on out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's, let's, let's get into it. It's going to get dark from here is when it starts to escalate. Um, this is when he started capturing animals, bringing them back to his apartment, killing them, disemboweling them and consuming them raw oh so now i know what you're thinking wow that escalated quickly oh i just yes i just it's hard for it's hard for me to get into the mind of someone who's like you know what like why do we cook all of our meat i'd rather just eat it raw you know yeah i, I oof, that really turns my stomach yeah like I could maybe see why someone might look at like a piece of bacon and be like, I'm curious. I'll try it raw. I could see it. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm speaking from someone who like, I like my steaks like rare. Oh, you know, I like, order mine blue rare. Almost raw. But yeah, <laughs> but or like sushi, like things that are like, you, you know, you normally yeah. eat those raw, but like, mm, yeah, yeah. Anything that I'm just, I guess I'm just imagining like. I don't know, like things that you'd that you'd be able to catch, like squirrels or whatever, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, just, I'm just I like, feel I would like never. I wouldn't have like the appetite for it. Like, I mean, no. maybe if it was like the last thing on earth and I had nothing else to eat, maybe. But like, even still, I can't really put my brain there. Yeah, I'd do my best to cook it with like a lighter or something, at least. Like, you know, <laughs> get it a little <laughs> lighter, just like holding <laughs> it there, hoping to God for like it six works. hours, <laughs> just like quivering. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so on like a more real sense, it didn't really escalate that quickly because if you think about it, he's clearly had an untreated mental illness since childhood. He became an alcoholic well before his brain was finished developing and he regularly drops acid, which I put here because I do want people to know, cause I have friends who've done acid before. Like, yeah, it's fine to do in small amounts, but there is research that states that's like super prolonged use and excessive use of acid can essentially alter your perception of reality like 
permanently. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there's yeah. like so much. There's with, like yeah. In that time period, like MK Ultra and everything too, where yeah. it's like acid specifically, there seems to be a like a lot of um, like long term damage you can do. A lot. Yeah. 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 For sure. So okay, gross again. I like don't even like saying this stuff. This is why I blow through it. But he also then began to blend up the deceased animals with Coca Cola and drink it as if it were milkshakes. Oh, what? Oh, no, no. I need a second to process that. Except I don't even want to think about it any harder than I already If you need a second to process this, we might as well just stop now because it gets worse. Remember when we said we were hungry? I know, I know. And the thing is, is like, unfortunately, I still am hungry because I'm reading the word milkshake and I'm like, I could go for a milkshake, but not one that's made out of animals. No, of course, of course. Like... You know, like a chocolate banana one or something, like yeah. chocolate peanut butter or something. I'm glad we're not eating or drinking milkshakes. No. I'm almost, <laughs> almost kind of glad I didn't eat before this because it would probably be like... Glug, glug, glug. Oh. <laughs> but... All right. Yeah. So um, he later claims that this was to help prevent his heart from shrinking. His reasoning behind this was that he was afraid that it was currently shrinking at that point in time and that if it shrank too much, he would just disappear and die. So to me, that kind of sounds like someone who's experiencing extreme mental illness. Yeah. Like he's experiencing delusions. Serious delusions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, yeah. 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 This also sounds like a really bad acid trip. Yeah. I think, well, yeah, I think that if he was like kind of experiencing things in his early life and and teenage years that indicate he was developing Mm -hmm. some sort of mental illness and then you couple that with acid oh that's a that's a bad pairing yeah that's a whoopsie for sure (laughs) yeah so now it's about 1975 making richard about 25 years old Mm -hmm. um the exact date is obviously unknown but richard was um rushed to the hospital i'm not sure like if maybe he called himself or like a neighbor or something but anyways he was rushed to the hospital after becoming ill from what was later determined to be blood poisoning and it turns out he had been injecting rabbit's blood into his veins okay yeah so because of this he was involuntarily institutionalized so the doctors that had treated him for the blood poisoning they did do the right thing. In my opinion, they clearly saw that he was struggling with addiction and mental illness and that he like was clearly having catastrophic repercussions on like his overall health. And they were like, this is going to kill him. So we have to send him to a psychiatric facility. Yeah. Yeah. So at the time, I think that's, I think that's fair. That was a good decision because some good did come out of it for a very brief amount of time. Mm-hmm. Now he's at this institution. I couldn't find the name of it. Like I tried tooth and nail to find it, but I couldn't. Somewhere in California. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, His like strange and unusual behavior had continued here. Um, He had shared fantasies with the staff there about killing rabbits, um, which like that's fine if he's in the safe space talking to therapists. He should be able to like express his fantasies and that's what led them to kind of like treat him better mm-hmm. um one staff had actually found him in his room with blood smeared all around his mouth as it turns out he had captured two birds through the bars on his bedroom window snapped their necks and sucked their blood out Oof. so because of this apparently all of the staff had started nicknaming him dracula um, oh. which like not 
cool. Like this person's there to get psychiatric help. Like maybe don't do that. Yeah. Maybe help him instead. Oh. So until he started like getting more treatment there, he he eventually ended up being prescribed um, psychotropic drugs. Is like specifically anti-schizophrenic medication. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find the exact name of which ones he was on, but he yeah. was diagnosed with like schizophrenia. Yeah, so, that's that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Just the delusions and the age mm-hmm. uh, of onset for schizophrenia, like it all kind of yeah. matches up a little bit. Which like I'll do a little sidebar here. You can have schizophrenia and live like a totally normal life mm-hmm. without doing anything horrible. Like, yeah, absolutely. I, I know people who have schizophrenia and they live a completely normal life. You'd probably not even know that mm-hmm. they have schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. But like when you, again, couple everything with like mistreatment, alcohol abuse, acid, severe yeah. drug overuse. like Being left to your own devices. Yeah, being abused. Yeah. like yeah that's that's when it spirals that's when schizophrenia like can take over your life mm-hmm. but if you're you have good good support system your overall health is good and you've yeah, got proper a good, medical treatment exactly yeah. you've got a good treatment plan with your like doctors and physicians totally fine mm-hmm. but i think it's cases like this that give schizophrenia a bad name of course yeah so that's why i wanted to like throw that in there like you know schizophrenia isn't what caused him to do all of this no it's, it's no all of it it's only one factor in the yeah. equation yeah it's just unfortunately something that like helped contribute to his way of thinking. That's all. Yeah. But yeah. So after some more treatment and stabilizing of his psychotropic drugs, he was deemed to not be a threat or danger to society anymore, which was good. Things were working for him and it seemed to look a little bit more up, you know, mm-hmm. like things were good. He was kind of back up on his feet. It was good. 1976, he was released back to his mother's care. So he didn't go back to his apartment. He went to his mother's home. Once home, his mom decided that he didn't need to be on anti-schizophrenic medication anymore and that he was fine. So she just started to wean him off of it. No. Never do that. That is You are not a doctor. No, you're not a doctor. Oh my God. The idiocy. Like sorry. I'm just like, that's so infuriating. If it was like working for him. Then that means it's working and he's supposed to stay on it. Until his doctor says otherwise. I know so upsetting this that's this part pissed me off because like could have stopped there yeah like it could have stopped. not that it's the mother's fault it's not at all her i'm not fault, saying it's but her fault but now you've played an active role in the outcome it's a contributing factor yeah. to what happens yeah. like it totally is and it's just like yeah and i think that's kind of like the stigma around medication for mental illness is like people have this thing of like oh well you're you're better now you can stop taking it and it's like well no like there's a reason why your like physician has like set this like treatment plan up for you stick to it like yeah it's going to like rebalance the chemicals in your brain so that you you might need to be on that for a long time you might need to be on that for the rest of your life but if it means you can live uh, a happy healthy life then like wouldn't you just want to be on that instead i'd rather that than have myself turn into like a danger to society yeah like yeah absolutely like if one small pill a day is going to be the the determining factor yeah fuck it i'll take it yeah and and i'm not even a person who like i think that there's a lot of things that are over medicalized but like 100 but i think for certain things like medication is absolutely necessary and everybody's different too like some people can treat their schizophrenia with just therapy alone that's great some people need the medication like it's it's different for everybody yeah so after this, his parents got him another apartment because they felt he was ready to be back on his own. So now he's off his medication and he's apparently ready to be back out on his own. So, but again, he started to capture, torture, 
all sorts of small animals to death and drink their blood. He would kill and eat neighbors' pets. There was one report, I couldn't find the neighbor's name, but they had contacted the police about him and explained that he had eaten their pet. (gasps) Yeah. Oh. Like, I, I, I wouldn't even know how you'd go about making a phone call like that. Like, I would just be... Oscar, close your ears. I know. He's like crying. Yeah. I'm glad he doesn't He speaks English, like so he does understand. I'm so. glad he doesn't look like he's that interested, though. I think he's sleeping. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Thank good. God. Yeah. Now he's just going to have horrible he nightmares. He doesn't need to hear this. <laughs> no, it's scary. Like, So around this time, he had also started um, exploring firearms. He had actually purchased several handguns at this time. He slowly started to become obsessed with the crimes of the Hillside Stranglers. I put two because mm. there's technically two. Yeah, there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. but like I've, all of the research I had read about this, they only like said it singular. And it was like the Hillside not- Strangler. Yeah. Really? Y- yes. In all of the <laughs> research, so strange. I know, and I, it was like one of those like really particular things that pissed me off. I was like, but there's two. But there's two. <laughs> I've there's actually two. I don't know if I've ever read anything or heard anyone talk about it singular before. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Okay. I'm pissed. We know there's two. So that's why I specifically just put stranglers. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> he had strongly believed that the Hillside Stranglers, Strangler, <laughs> was um, a victim of the Nazi slash UFO conspiracy, which he also believed himself to be a victim of. So oh, <laughs> I'm not familiar. So, <laughs> so thank you because me either. So I put that in here, which like I looked into it a tiny bit. And I don't really understand because I don't know what he means by being a victim of it. Okay. The theory, and again, this is extremely loosely. This is just like what I gathered from okay. from it. There's really not a lot. <laughs> so this theory claims that like Hitler and the Nazis essentially just had secret anti-gravity UFOs and that the, gov- the U.S. government stole them and that like they also had aliens. Yeah, there's a long pause there because I, I don't know what to say. My brow is very furrowed right now. You're like, eyes are completely closed. <laughs> like, what? So that's what I mean by I don't understand like how he thought that he and the Hillside Stranglers were, were victims of the theory. Like, But that was his phrasing. Like, did he think that they were I literally wrote, aliens? does he mean that he was abducted by Nazi aliens or what? Or, or that he is an alien. I don't or, know. Or like, but well, there's a million ways actually we could go with this, but this is like, I feel like that's a whole separate episode. Yeah. So I, I put in here because like, again, maybe there's someone out there that like has researched that particularly more than I have. I'm like Googling podcast episodes on Spotify, like Nazi alien <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> conspiracy. But literally like, so if anyone listening has more info on this, like please email us. I bet us. those conspiracy guys have done it. Yeah, that's the one podcast I listen to on the way here. Those conspiracy guys. I okay. feel like that sounds like something that they would absolutely cover. Perfect. I want to <laughs> hear this. So yeah, if anyone has info on this, email us. Let us know because, like, I need to know. Yeah, it comes. It comes back. I need later to know more. Bit. So let, let's move forward for okay. now. <laughs> so at this point, Richard had almost entirely stopped caring for himself, his and his personal hygiene. He stopped bathing, brushing his. I wrote teethers. His teeth. <laughs> his teethers brushing his teethers (laughs) or just like his general upkeep he stopped eating like 
food food <laughs> i love how you like food <laughs> actual <laughs> like hydrating nutrient filled food oh you don't get nutrients from blood no well <laughs> no lots no. of iron i mean I'm you sure. probably do but like i feel like the like negatives that would come along with like drinking human and animal blood would be a lot i'm like i honestly just gagged i know oh. I, my like throat's like filling with like actual throw up because it's just like thinking of it is like sickening so i'm so sorry to anyone that's like currently vomiting in their car or like in their cubicle at work i don't know but i'm so sorry so Another animal cruelty warning. It's just, it's going to keep happening. It's, it's so bad. It's all throughout, it all sounds of it. like. Yeah. So one day, it's about 1977. The exact date, again, was very unclear. Richard shows up to visit at his mom's. He rings the doorbell, and when she opens it, he just throws a deceased cat in her face and then, like, slams it to the ground after. He tore the cat's stomach open and then began smearing its blood all over his face and just started screaming. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. quite the scene. Quite the scene. Um, it's noted that his mother did not like report this incident to anyone until like after the fact. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like she didn't like call and be like, my son needs help. Like she just like brought him inside and helped clean him up from there. Like she didn't. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. So I like, I feel like if I was mom at that point, I'd be like, maybe we should try those meds back out. Yeah. Like, I was just going to say like, wouldn't it click for you where it's like, maybe, I'd be like, maybe, maybe we should go back on your medication and see yeah. if it helps. And if it doesn't, that's fine. We'll take you back. Like we'll figure it out. Mm. So obviously like he's escalating his behaviors while clearly losing his like grip on reality. There was two incidents that took place before his murders began. I'll cover those here. The first happened on August 3rd, 1977 um nevada state police found richard's ford ranchero stuck in a sand drift close to pyramid lake i got some lo i got some locations this time ah. i know i know i'm doing better i don't think i mentioned another <laughs> location <laughs> after this point but like whatever so they did search his car because it was just like abandoned i think they have like the rights at that point to do that so inside his car were uh two rifles a pile of clothes and a bucket full of blood and a cow's liver the officers who had spotted and searched the vehicle tracked Richard down. I guess he was, like, relatively nearby. Um, but he was just off in the sand, running around naked, soaked from head to toe in blood, just screaming. Oh, my gosh. When he was questioned by the officers, like, when they finally, like, got close enough to, like, settle him down and, like, talk to him and be like, what's, what's up? Like, what's going on here? Your car's over there. You're completely nude, soaked in blood. What's going on? Red flag. Yeah, I, I think so. Major red flag. I think so. But then again, you know what? We'll get there. <laughs> okay. He said that the blood was his own and that it had leaked through his skin and it was coming out of him. There's no record of the officers helping him in this situation, bringing him in, bringing him to any kind of facility or anything like that. Did I mean, it, it was documented that this happened. Okay. But we don't know what they like they very well could have just left him there i sounds like it wow like i couldn't find any research like any like proof showing that like they were like okay well why don't we bring you in and i'm surprised they didn't at least like charge him with like public indecency or something, something. like that like i'm i'm surprised that that's i'm surprised that they didn't charge him like not that they not that they should have they should I'm have not, helped i'm him. not saying yeah everyone but, who's suffering from like a 
psychotic break from a mental illness should be charged i'm just saying i'm shocked that they didn't at least do that because that seems like to be that seems like a very like cop thing to do where it's exactly like like not to go the mental health route and be like oh we're gonna charge this i couldn't possibly agree more like yeah i i was surprised that they didn't like yeah either charge him with something or be like you need to go to a hospital yeah that's like that's that's really the other that, thing that's it's like, the right choice yeah because even if like yeah you're not going to take the mental health like route of things i'd be like oh you're telling me that this is your blood you're sick you're hurt and you need to go to the hospital and get medical attention then if there's this much yeah. blood that you're covered head to toe nothing happened so i'm guessing what did he just drive home after completely naked soaked in blood and take a shower i have no idea so let's move on to the second incident that happens before the murders. Uh, this took place on December 27th of 1977. Uh, Richard had shot one of his uh, 22 rifle handguns into a woman's home who lived in Sacramento. Oh, I mentioned another location. <laughs> the police obviously had came because the woman that lived there called and said like, hey, somebody just shot a gun into my house. Um, they found like the casing or whatever it's called from the bullet in her kitchen. They wrote up a note about it. No one was harmed at the time. They had nothing to like link this to him. Right. But this is like a setting event. Um, that was just it. It stopped there. Like they had like the document of like the bullet and everything. We can move forward. So on December 29th, 1977, just a few days after like the incident with the shooting into the house that the woman had reported, Mm -hmm. Richard had killed his first victim. Um, This happened as a drive-by shooting, which he later claims was somewhat of a warm-up for him with killing humans. Right. Okay. Which I think is normal with some serial killers. Yeah. They will have like what to them they think is like a trial period where they'll like try it out or, you know, like animals just aren't cutting it for them anymore. Mm -hmm. So... Unfortunately, this victim was Ambrose Griffin, another really cool ass name. Yeah, that's a great name. That's a fucking great name. Um, He was 51 years old. He was an engineer and a father of two. He was outside helping his wife bring groceries in from the car when it happened. Like, it's just so sad. That's so sad. This guy did not deserve this whatsoever. No one deserves this. Um, After this, one of Ambrose's sons reported seeing a neighbor walking around their East Sacramento neighborhood with a 22 rifle earlier in the week. So investigators had found this neighbor that the son was referring to. They seized the weapon, but like the ballistic testings determined that um, it was not the murder weapon. Okay. But um, it, it was determined that the 22 rifle used to kill Ambrose was the same one that was used to fire the bullet into the kitchen of the Sacramento woman like just two days before. Right. Okay. So they were like, okay, it's the same gun. We know that. It's coming from the same place, same everything. Mm-hmm. But they don't have much else. So now it's January 11th, 1978. So this is about like a week and a little bit after, um, after like the incident that happened with ambrose yeah um richard had asked a neighbor for a cigarette and then he just kind of like forced himself on her restrained her and like forced her to give him an entire pack i don't know like what okay like there's no like reason why this is like a significant point but it's just like kind of like is showing that he's like getting a little bit more aggressive towards like humans people yeah for sure 
So two weeks after that, he then tried to enter the home of another woman, but he found out that like her doors were locked and he couldn't like get in. He went into the backyard and walked away. Um, later on when he's questioned, Richard uh, told defect, de- um, sorry, detectives that he took locked doors as a sign that he was not welcome. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, I mean. But that unlocked doors were an invitation to come inside. You hear that, guys? Lock your freaking doors. Yeah. I mean, not to victim blame ever. No, 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 never. But I'm just saying like, yeah, someone who doesn't have a, you right know, a grip on reality yeah. is going to take that unlocked it's, door as an invitation to come inside. Yeah. I mean, fuck. So he was wandering around and he came across a girl named um, Nancy Holden. Uh, he had actually attended high school with her. And then he like, so he's walking around like trying to break into houses, but he like sees Nancy um, and he's like asking her for a ride, probably home, wherever. But um, she claims to have been frightened by his appearance. So she was just like, no. Because like, again, remember, he stopped taking care of himself. He stopped showering. He stopped brushing his teeth. Yeah, I wonder if he had showered from the blood incident. Like maybe he's just still got crispy you know, blood on him. Like he probably going. just looked and like dried blood does look brown. So he probably did just look dirty. I'm just picturing. Yeah, I'm picturing him as like like a cave person at this point like and, and shaggy like when you hair look at pictures of him, whatever yeah, he does look just dirty and yeah. unkempt like so she refused a ride so he continued on he went down the street where he broke into the home of a young married couple um he had stolen some of like their value valuables and whatnot he urinated into a drawer of their infant's clothing oh my gosh yeah he defecated on their son's bed <gasps> that's disgusting oh the couple came home while Richard was still in the house. The husband attacked him, but Richard escaped. So he like ran out and fled the scene. Wow. So he's getting like really not only ballsy, but like I think he's like in like a full blown delusional state. Like Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, he's just like roaming this neighborhood, going into houses, pissing in people's drawers and shitting on their beds. Like you have to be in a really wrong state of mind to be doing something like that. Well, yeah, especially just like strangers. Like, I don't know. I feel like if they hadn't have come in and seen this random dude in their house and then he ran away, like imagine you just came into your house and someone had shit on your bed. I, to First me, of all, that I'd would feel like, so bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess like you probably know, Yeah, you know, but I'd be like, but that's I, the size of human shit. That would feel so personal to me though. Almost. I'd I, be like, oh my God, who hates me? Somebody oh, wants yeah. me dead. I would, I would take it as like, a, like a death threat. Yes. Like this person's yeah. fucking with that's me. That's so aggressive. Right. Especially on your child's bed. Your like infant's clothing to yeah. just like piss all over it. But yeah, I would, I would just take that as like a personal threat. Like, yeah, that's exactly how I would see it. Yeah, that's fucked. So Richard continued to attempt to enter a bunch of different homes until he came across the home of David and Teresa. I want to say Wallen. It's spelled W-A-L-L-I-N. Wallen, Waylon. I think Wallen. Wallen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, David was at work and Teresa three months pregnant. She was in the middle of taking out the garbage and like had left her front door open. Obviously, she's just stepping outside Mm -hmm. to literally put her garbage at the end of the street. Richard surprised her in the home and shot her three times. Once in the hand, which was like a defensive wound, like she like threw her hand up Mm -hmm. and then twice in the head, which killed her. This was also the same gun that was used to kill uh, Ambrose uh, Griffin. 
Richard then, this is bad. Close your ears or skip forward if you don't like this. Um, Richard then dragged her body to her bedroom and raped her post-mortem while repeatedly stabbing her with a butcher knife. When he had finished, he carved the corpse open and removed several of her internal organs using a bucket to collect the blood and then taking it into the bathroom to bathe in it. Oh my God. Yeah. He then sliced off her nipple and drank her blood um, using an empty yogurt container as like a drinking glass before leaving. He went into the yard, found a pile of dog feces. I can't even like say this part. He found a pile of dog feces and returned to stuff it into the corpse's mouth and throat. Oh my God. What? Yeah. Why? What would, what purpose There's would that no have? There's no purpose. There's literally That's no purpose. so atrocious. I spy saying this is a Oh my sick gosh. One. Like vile. Oh, uh, this I've, poor woman. Like, uh, yeah, her and I'm like envisioning like her husband like discovering her body like that. Like, I, can you even like? I don't oh even my gosh! Put myself there. Yeah, like, that would be horrifying. Uh, he, like, there's no way that he was ever thinking clearly. Like, no, this, he, no. So far from having a straight like thought process, just absolutely fucked. And it's just so sad that like this woman had to go through that. Like that's not something anyone should ever have to experience like fuck so on january 23rd 1978 two days after killing Teresa whalen um richard purchased two puppies from a neighbor no, i know i know i know which he then killed and drank the blood of and then he left the bodies on the neighbor's front lawn oh my gosh mm-hmm. i know this case is like that's so traumatizing on january 27th of the same year 1978 so just a few days later richard had committed his final murder and this is like what he like has also been classified and qualifies him as like a mass murder um he entered the home of 38 year old evelyn muroth um she was babysitting her 22 month old nephew david um also inside the house was Evelyn's six-year-old son, Jason, and Dan Meredith, a neighbor who, like, had come to, like, check on Evelyn. Evelyn was in the bath while Dan watched the children. Um, he went into the front hallway when Richard entered the home, and he was shot in the head at point-blank range with Richard's twenty-two rifle, killing him. Mm-hmm. Again, this was the same gun that was used on Ambrose and Teresa. Right. Um, Richard then turned the corpse over and stole Dan's wallet and car keys. Jason ran into his mother's bedroom. Jason's the the son, mm-hmm. um, where Richard fatally shot him twice in the head at also pl- point blank range on the way to killing Jason. Richard also shot David in the head. So both children are now dead. Oh my gosh. Like massacre. Uh, Richard then entered the bathroom and fatally shot Evelyn once in the head. He then dragged her corpse onto the bed where he simultaneously sodomized her and drank her blood from a series of slices in the back of her neck. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. Medical. So, I like visceral. I That's know. So like, oh my gosh. This, I know this is like a serious fucking, 
I can't even like where like how does your brain lead you to do this like even if you're not thinking clearly how is it that like a human brain can have somebody act this out I that's something I'll like never understand no like no matter how hard I try to understand that it's never gonna happen like I just don't no no I can't imagine ever being so off of my right mind that like that's something I do to another human being yeah so medical examiners reported an inexplicable amount of semen in the corpse's rectum indicating an unusual amount of ejaculations meaning he spent time there so when richard was finished there he had stabbed her at least half a dozen times in the anus the knife penetrating her uterus so yeah oh uh he stabbed her in like in a series of vital points on her body which caused blood from her internal organs to pool into her abdomen which he then sliced open and drained it into a bucket and then consumed all of the blood oh my god richard then how would you not like how would your body not reject it at that point like how would you not be like that's what i don't uncontrollably vomiting like even if he he's enjoying it but like your body how would your body not be fighting back at that point i'm because that's not that like first of all consuming that much blood and organs from like it's just it's not healthy like to put it lightly like you you would reject it like you'd vomit or like yeah that's what i'm even if like like, you're like i love the taste or something that's what i mean like he obviously enjoyed it but like i but yeah i can't make that connection how does it stay how his body accepted that experience i yeah i don't know so richard then went to retrieve david's corpse uh he took it into the bathroom split the skull open in the bathtub and consumed some of the brain matter again i don't wow. know how your body doesn't reject that no um outside was a six-year-old girl who um jason Miroth, like the child he had just killed um had a play uh, playdate with um knocked on the door and startled richard um he fled the residence stealing dan meredith's car the girl alerted a neighbor the I, there's no information on the girl it's because i think she's a minor they don't have information it just says the girl oh, i'm just glad she wasn't like i know i'm just glad he ran i thought it was gonna go somewhere else no so i know that's... i like that's why I, like i have when i was like reading it i was like i'm gonna stop here <laughs> like, yeah it was getting heavy yeah um the neighbor broke into the muroth home like because the little girl was like, something's fucking going on here. Mm-hmm. There's a guy running away with this car. Like, we got to do something. Um, where he, like the neighbor, discovered the bodies and contacted the authorities. So upon entering the home, police discovered that Richard had left perfect handprints and perfect imprints of like the soles of his shoes in Evelyn's blood. Thank God, like that they were able to yeah. like pull something from it. Um Richard, while police were searching the home and collecting their evidence, um, had actually taken David's corpse home with him, where he chopped off his penis and used it as a straw through which he sucked the blood out of the body. I don't actually know how that would work. No. Like, biologically, I don't think that would work. Well, like... I guess it could if, like, he cut it off, but then he used it. But there's the it wouldn't urethra act- would act, I guess, as like a tube. Yeah, it, I you mean, would have to. I feel like you'd have to suck really hard, though. 
That's the thing. Yeah. Because it's like, it is like an extremely small. It's very small. Yeah. Like, that seems very strange to me. And but it's a child. Oh, that's so. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. He then sliced the corpse open and consumed several internal organs. Again, I have no idea how his body is handling all of this. He's not eating regular food. All he's doing is drinking alcohol, taking acid, smoking weed, and eating organs and blood. Like, I don't know how he's not, like, gone into failure of some type. Like, Yeah, there's got to be. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. There's got to be some sort of illness that this would cause or something. Like, I need to know. Yeah. Yeah. So he then, yeah, he did that. And he made smoothies out of the other organs and finally disposed of the like remaining parts of the corpse at a nearby church. Yeah. So after the uh, Whalen murder, FBI agents, Russ Vorpagel, Vorpagel. I, that's a name I'm not going to be able to get. I'm going to say Vorpagel. We'll go with that. Maybe I'll just say Russ. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, just go with the I'll first go with name. Russ. Yeah. And Robert Ressler were called in to investigate. They compiled a profile of the killer. They determined that the killer would be tall, malnourished, a loner, physically unclean, and that most importantly, he will continue to kill. So five days after the mass murder had occurred, where he was in the house and killed the children, everyone, um, after hearing the FBI profile, Nancy Holden, the friend, who had refused to give him a ride, remember? Mm-hmm. She had contacted the police saying she believed Richard Chase could be the killer. Well, based on the profile. And that's a pretty good profile. It is um, pretty good. Yeah. Like, if you like, know somebody like that, you'd hearing be like, that, oh, you know what? I think I know someone like that. You, like, I don't know very many people that are, like, physically unclean. Yeah. You know but what if I'm you saying? did, Where you'd be like, like, oh, actually? You'd know one person. You'd be like, that guy. Yeah. yeah. And if they're like, oh, he's tall, looks like this, like... You'd be like, yeah, I think I could name a guy like that. I would probably click. Yeah. <laughs> and especially if like you just ran into an old high school friend, they caught you so off guard that you literally refused to give them a ride somewhere. You're going to remember it. Yeah, absolutely. Like forever. <laughs> so <clears throat> the police ran a background check on Richard. Pardon me. I've got like a bubble in my throat. <laughs> no, I understand. Like, that happens to me every single day of my life. It's just it's I painful. Can't. I can't. Okay. <clears throat> Where they came across his registration of a 22 caliber uh, semi-automatic rifle. Oh, bingo. I know. And they're probably like, ding, ding, ding. Detectives and a team of police went to Richard's apartment where they asked to speak with him. Richard refused. The detectives and the police just hid down the hallway and waited for Richard to leave and arrested him when he left the apartment. Carrying a bloodstained box, his parka and shoes were also bloodstained. Inside were pieces of shredded blood-soaked wallpaper and the blood-stained 22 rifle with which he had committed all of his murders with. Richard claimed that the bloody wallpaper and bloody gun were a result of his killing several dogs. Like, as if that was just going to clear his... Uh, yeah, as if you're not going to be charged for that. Right? Yeah. I mean... No, 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 guys. No, it was just... I like, just no, shot a bunch I just of dogs. massacred, like, an entire litter. Like, it's mm-hmm. totally fine. I, it, I, if I was the police officer, I'd be like, well, either way... You're fucking going to jail. We're going to take you. Like, down. no matter what. Like, we can't this, let you leave now. Yeah, he's like, I hope you understand, but you're fucked now? <laughs> like, So when the police performed a search of his person, they found that he was also carrying Dan Meredith's wallet. Well, I mean, you, yeah. Can't get more 
clear cut than that to be honest yeah he's got blood all over the place he's like quite he's carrying literally. the gun yeah. he's carrying the wallet of the victim yeah like there's yeah. really like That's no slam dunk. questions to be asked it's kind of like well sir you have the evidence yeah. <laughs> like, you done, are you are walking evidence it. it's in your pocket like it's in your like stomach like you've eaten it <laughs> you've eaten the evidence like so detectives along with wrestler and russ you know performed a search of richard's apartment they found the walls floor ceiling refrigerator everything all of his eating and drinking utensils like quite literally everything on all of it soaked in blood i don't know how you could like walk into an apartment like that and not like literally faint because <laughs> i'd be like whoa something fucking happened here oh my gosh if i was the landlord i'd probably just like burn the entire building down yeah i'd be like, I'd be like you know go. what we should just we need to we're gonna start, this start from scratch yeah <laughs> we're gonna start fresh. i need everyone to move out <laughs> we're all gonna go <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> like how do you i'm honestly i'm just thinking about what you would do and then the next people that would move into that you, apartment no there are no leave next it, people you're not gonna leave it vacant <laughs> no people even want to live in an apartment after if they know someone gently passed away nicely i know that's what i mean it's like, like oh you should have seen this place before it was covered yeah floor to ceiling and nothing blood. a quick paint job can't fix <laughs> i hope you like red <laughs> i hope you like red on the counter was the blender richard had used to make his daily smoothies i don't like that i don't like that it's being called a smoothie i, I know i eat, drink smoothies. i make smoothies every day and they're very healthy and they're good for me and it's gonna be really hard to make mine tomorrow morning yeah yeah it's gonna be really hard i agree you know um so everything was just caked and coagulated i don't like that word but that's what's used mm -hmm. blood just rotting everywhere internal organs were just rotting Ugh. all about inside yeah, can the you room. imagine yeah. the smell no i cannot and i do not <laughs> want to throw up right now so <laughs> all right well <laughs> that's enough um inside the refrigerator police found several animal body parts wrapped in aluminum foil david's brains in a tupperware container and pieces of his body wrapped in saran wrap several of evelyn miroth and uh, Teresa whalen's internal organs as well all in the fridge mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on another counter were several pet collars i know that's like the that's most so fucking ominous heartbreaking thing. like oh uh, on his kitchen table he had spread out numerous diagrams depicting various aspects of human biology so it seems like he was also doing like research right okay um yeah so we're, we're closing up on on richard oh in 1979, Richard stood trial on uh, six counts of murder. In order to avoid the death penalty, the defense tried to have um, Richard found guilty of second-degree murder, which would result in, like, a life sentence, mm -hmm. just completely avoiding the death penalty. Their uh, case kind of hinged on um, Richard's history of mental illness and the lack of planning in his crimes. That was kind of, like, their stance. Right. Um, evidence that they, they were not, like, premeditated, which... I don't think they were premeditated. He was just like walking around. No. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Actually, like by that point, he did. He seems like a very like disorganized, um, yeah. Impulsive killer. Yeah. So I don't think, no, I don't think he went and was like, oh, okay, I'm going to kill this person first. And then yeah. like, I don't think he even I knew who was, was in the like, house. Like, uh, yeah, I don't even, I don't. Yeah. I don't think there, there was like intention. 
behind it of like, I don't think the intention was like, I'm going to kill these people because I want to kill. I think the intention was like, I need blood. I need blood. Yeah. I need to get that from a human or an animal or whatever. I think he wasn't like mentally fit for trial. Mm -hmm. Like I think, I don't know. Yeah. But again, even intention, it's, that's different than premeditation. It sounds like there was no premeditation in any of these crimes. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. Which would, which is usually what, that's the difference between first degree and second degree, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On May 8th, the jury uh, found Richard guilty of six counts of first degree murder. The defense asked for a clemency hearing um, in which like a judge determined that Richard was not legally insane. So they kind of essentially were like, he's fine. Okay. Which I, I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think he was fine. I think there was severe mental illness there. Like, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm surprised that, it, especially in that time period, that he wasn't declared like uh, like NCR, like not criminally responsible. Yeah. Like I just because because they used to hand it out to just about everybody. That's what I mean. Like especially in 1979, I'm shocked that yeah. they didn't um it's like, succeed harder, in that. Huh? And to be honest, like I think most of the time it's not warranted. But for someone like him gosh i don't know i don't know it's like a tough question right like yeah so richard was sentenced to die in the gas chamber waiting to die richard became a feared presence in the prison so like the other inmates including several like gang members and all of the people they had become aware of the graphic and like bizarre nature of his crimes and they all feared him um according to like the prison officials they often tried to convince richard to commit suicide um, because they were all too fearful to get close enough to kill him themselves. Wow. Richard also granted a series of interviews with Robert Ressler, um, during which he like spoke of his fears of like the Nazis and the UFOs that we had previously mentioned, claiming that although he had killed, it was not his fault. He had been forced to kill to keep himself alive, which he believed any person would do. Um, which like that, thought process alone individually that you would kill to keep yourself alive i understand Mm -hmm. but like this is different like he was suffering a delusion like you didn't have to kill to be alive like you had a delusion that needed to be treated so yeah i wish that's where that line is right with not someone being declared not criminally responsible is like in their head they like they're doing something that they truly believe is right as opposed to someone who's like i know this is wrong and i'm gonna yeah. do it anyways because i'm a psychopath like you know yeah. what i'm saying where and i'm not saying he's not it's just i think there's a lot of blurred lines in a there lot. especially when someone's experiencing like extreme delusions exactly um he had asked wrestler to give him access to a radar gun so that he could apprehend the nazi ufos so that the nazis could stand trial for the murders because he believes that they were at fault. Well, yeah. can't blame the Nazis for everything. I know. I mean, we like, we don't we like them, but you can't blame them for literally everything that happens yeah. in the world. But also, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> so he had also handed Wrestler a large amount of macaroni and cheese, which he had been hoarding in his pants pockets, believing that the prison officials were in league with the Nazis and were attempting to kill him. So he wasn't like eating his macaroni and cheese because he thought it was like poisoned. And he, so he Damn. gave it to wrestler like, it's poison, take this. But I'd He's really like, like, I don't want it. I'd be like, let me have the mac and cheese. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Out of his pocket. No. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've like eaten grosser things. 
I'll like drop my food on the floor and be like, well, no one else is going to eat it. <laughs> like scoop it well, up. Well, yeah, I've done that too. I haven't eaten food out of somebody's pocket who is probably hasn't bathed in like four years. <laughs> Why am I? I'm so hungry right now that I'm kind of like, I'd still fucking do it. <laughs> Want to go make some mac and cheese after Honestly, this like and I'm, smoothies? I really, I'm so hungry. Like, I'm so hungry. Okay. On December 20th. <laughs> People are probably like, just fucking pause and go eat. People like, are probably like, you're <laughs> fucked. Okay, I promise, like, the next time we record, I'll eat prior so that you guys don't have to listen to me complain. This is what Drew has to deal with on a daily basis, just yeah. so everybody knows. I wake up and I'm like, I'm fucking starving. I, 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 no, I'm the same. You can ask Luke, like, every morning. I'm I like, know. You, this is something you and me, I, like, I have to eat immediately absolutely. and then I got to eat another, like, three hours later. Like, when we, when we drove out to Moose Jaw and we were like, every 20 minutes, like, gotta stop and get a snack. Like, <laughs> I guess yeah. I'm hungry again. Yeah. Pass me the jerky. Like, every two <laughs> seconds. It was so bad. Okay. So, on December 26th, 1980. A guard who was doing, like, cell checks had found Richard lying, like, in a really, like, awkward, weird position on his bed and that he was not breathing. So they had, like, taken him in and it turns out that he was dead. Um, An autopsy determined that Richard had actually committed suicide by overdose of the prison doctor uh, prescribed, like, antidepressants that he was on because he had been, like, saving them for weeks in his pockets oh okay because i was wondering about that where like i thought he would have been put on some sort of medication in the prison but he but from the interview that you were saying with um uh wrestler yeah Yeah. wrestler that uh it sounded like he's still experiencing like severe delusion so i was wondering about them like it was he not medicated like he was but but he wasn't taking it he wasn't taking it and maybe if there was a point in time that he was taking it maybe it wasn't strong enough to get like a clear enough Mm -hmm. grip of reality but yeah that makes much more sense that he he wasn't taking it it. Yeah. yeah so that's richard chase wow wow so i'm sorry if anybody vomited on themselves yeah. I'm sorry to put myself through all of that research. It, it was sucked. Gross. Yeah. It was super gross. I know. What can we just do like an episode once where like it isn't true crime and we're just like once upon a time the fairy princess, <laughs> <laughs> or I'll tell like an Oscar story of him like just like being cute. Like he woke up, he played with his tennis ball, and he had a great day. Yeah. And that'll be an episode. That there you go, guys. Bonus episode. Why would that be like probably our most listened to episode? <laughs> big fuck true crime we're gonna listen to oscar snoring (laughs) honestly though i mean yeah people would do it yeah i mean i would (laughs) but that's a very cute snore oh you just wait we're having our slumber party tonight (laughs) you just fucking wait he's gonna be right in your ear like (sighs) because it's not like a regular snore it's like it reaches all different like volumes different pitches like doggy snore it's yeah and his breath is something else (laughs) <laughs> i love them all right let's we're wrapping this up let we're ending it on a positive note of oscar being cute yes he is adorable the cutest he is so sweet and soft yeah yeah, yeah. And, and we don't want to eat him no no so that's pretty much it we're wrapping up so sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome cool people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed and if you ever want to chat and connect with us you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com or you can dm us or comment on our posts on instagram at how to not get killed and you can also follow us on twitter at 
H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Thanks for listening. And keep us lazy. All right, bye. Okay, bye.